0: We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Welcome to the Concepts of Faith broadcast, and my daughter Annette is with me today. Uh, we're going to talk about the power of words, and uh, turn there and read from Romans 10.
1: But the righteousness, which is of faith, speaketh on this wise. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach.
0: Now, he says the word is as close to you as getting it in your mouth and speaking it into your heart. The word of promise. It's first in your mouth, then it gets in your heart. Now, that's where it works. Faith works in the heart. If you read a couple verses down, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. In other words, you can believe with your heart and be born again, so you confess Jesus is Lord. But if you want deliverance, preservation, and healing, get your mouth in motion, speaking, quoting, and proclaiming what the Word said about you. And that's what these little god created power booklets are for. They're workbooks. You confess the word until it gets on the inside of you, and it creates an image there.
1: Well, there's two different manners of speaking I've heard you say before. And one of them, of course, is speaking the word and commanding and taking dominion with your word and speaking the word that causes things to change. But before you get to that point normally, you need to take your own words, your own tongue, your own mouth, and say God's word until it builds the faith on the inside of you till you reach that point that you believe that what you're saying has come to pass. So there's two different things there. There's the yeah. speaking the Word into your heart, and then building up to a level of faith, and then speaking forth the Word of faith that changes things.
0: Yeah. I told a series one time, in fact, I think we're going to offer it. It's called Faith, Words, and Things. God's Word produces the faith for the things that He's given you in the promise. So you confess the Word, say what the Word says, Because faith cometh by hearing, and by the way, it comes more quickly if you hear yourself saying it, giving voice to God's Word, it gets in your spirit much quicker, then it produces faith for the things that God has given us. 2 Peter chapter 1 says he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Well, that didn't leave a whole lot out, did it? I mean, everything pertaining to life and godliness, he's already given, belongs to you, but it's like your bank account. You're never going to benefit from it unless you make a demand on it. How do you make a demand on your bank account? You write a check. It's called a demand note. <laughs> you demand, and because it's your money, they'll give it to you. But you can't talk them out of it. You go down to the bank and tell them, if my money's not too busy, I'd like to get $100. Well, they say, well, sign the check. No, I won't sign that. It's my money, isn't it? Yeah, it's your money. Well, give me $100. No, there's certain ways you go about withdrawing that fund. And you could leave that in the bank for years and benefit nothing from it unless you make a demand on it. In the same way, concerning the promises of God. God's already given it, belongs to us. It went into effect when Jesus died, and he was the testator. He's the only fellow that made out a will, died to put it into effect, rose from dead, to make sure it's carried out like he said. Anyway, it's, <laughs> I'll give you time talking. talk in just a <laughs> Go ahead. Good preaching. But anyway, that word gets in your heart when you speak it out of your mouth, and it does something to the human spirit that nothing else does. It creates the image inside. And once you can see it, you can live out the reality of it. But you have to build that image with the Word.
1: Well, I know I can remember back before you understood these principles, even as a child, I remember the times when the crops weren't producing well. And when certain bad things happen in life, you have a tendency to talk like that. You have a tendency to talk about the bad things that are happening. And I remember at one point you saying, It doesn't matter if I plant a cotton seed on top of a fence post, a weed will grow up beside it and choke it out. And that's just a good example of how far we can go in negativity with our words. And unless you understand these principles, then you do it and you don't think anything about it. It's what they call poor-mouthing. Just going to talk poor. You know, I can't do this. I can't do that. And you say that. You might not have had that attitude first, but you had a crop failure, and then you started saying it, and you started talking about it. You went and sat down with the farmers at the cafe, and they were all talking about it. You joined in with them, and the Bible says, if any two or three on earth agree is touching anything, and y'all all agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that's what you put in your heart. So when you got a hold of this, then you had to reprogram all that you'd put in your spirit.
0: It took weeks and months and years on some things. I remember my Uncle Joe, my favorite uncle, was in that restaurant one day, and it's raining, been raining for days. And everybody, all the farmers back there poor-mouthing, you know. One of them says, if it don't quit raining, I'm going to go rob a bank. And Uncle Joe said, if it doesn't quit raining, I've already robbed one. (laughs) He wasn't going to be able to pay his loan off. (laughs) But uh, we all grew up in that, and I had to unlearn that stuff because I got support I couldn't pay attention talking that way. Before I got a hold of this word and confessed it and got it on the inside of me, like Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will, say what you will, pray what you will, and it shall be done. But I had the devil's word in me. It do not make any difference what I do. It won't work out anyway. If I plant my cotton that deep, it turn cold and rain. If I plant it that shallow, well, it'll turn off and dry and won't come up. Found out it's a better profit than it was a farmer. There wasn't no profit in it. You know? But Anyway, somebody said, well, now, what you said didn't change the weather. That's right. It didn't change the weather, but it changed what I would do. Mm-hmm. See, I planted the seed. I'll do it the wrong way. You watch and see, and some of you have been saying it. If I ever get under pressure, I make the wrong decision. Yes, and you always will, as long as you say that. Jesus said you can have what you say if you believe and doubt not in your heart. And the more you say it, the more you believe it, the more you believe it, the more you say it. It feeds on itself. And that negativism will destroy your ability to progress in any direction because it's like walking into an elevator on the first floor. You punch number one, you're going to stay there a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> You've got to call for what you don't have. And somebody said, well, you just got to say it like it is. No, you don't. The Bible says, say it the way you want it. Say to the mountain, be removed. Talk to the mountain. Don't talk about it, how it's hindering you. But anyway, when I got a hold of this and started saying some of those things, I realized what caused my problems in finances back there years before. Because when I would say, I'll plant at the wrong depth and it won't come up, what I said didn't affect the weather. But when I got ready to plant, I started thinking, now, what am I going to do? Am I going to plant shallow or deep? I felt led to plant it deep because it's going to turn cold and rain. I don't know that. But my spirit led me, not the Holy Spirit, because of the seed I planted. I'll do it wrong. So it said, find a way to cause him to do it wrong. So I am thinking about it, and I just feel like I ought to do it this way. did it that way. is exactly wrong. Just like I said. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing? Jesus knew what he's talking about. Yeah,
1: it is. Amazing.
0: <laughs> and when I began to change that, and it took a while to change it, if you remember, we'd catch each other. Sometimes I'd catch Peggy and Sometimes I'd catch you, and then y'all would catch me, and she was on the other foot then.
1: For a while, it was all a matter of, ah, ah, don't say that, don't (laughs) say that. You know, Mom, of course, would catch us, and she'd say, do you really want that to happen? Watch what you're saying.
0: Yeah, one day I said, we ought to tape a key under the bumper on the car, because one of us is going to lock the keys in the car. She said, I'm not. Oh, I wanted to slap her, you know. I mean, it it didn't leave anybody but me. About a week later, I locked the keys in the car, just like I said. It takes you a while to learn this stuff. But this word is practical for the application in your everyday life. Jesus said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what ye will and it shall be done. All things, whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. So we're only limited to what we can believe based on the authority of the word of God.
1: One of the things I think that happens to people like probably happened to you is when you get into that negative frame of mind, you really believe all those things. You have actually attached yourself to those beliefs that bad things are going to happen. And so there's a process where the first thing you've got to do is give it up. Give up the idea that you're going to always make the wrong decisions. Because we become attached to our ideas and our beliefs because we've had them so long well i failed the past 10 years what's going to make the next 10 years different (laughs) what's going to make the difference is giving up that idea and taking on god's idea and god's idea and god's word says that you can and you will make the right decisions as you declare his word and speak what he says and that's that process of changing the heart yeah changing all that stuff that was in the heart about making the wrong decisions
0: you know, being a farmer for 29 years, I learned some things about it. The seed has dominion over the soil. Saul soil has no choice but to produce whatever you plant in it. And that's what Jesus talked about in the parable of the sower. He said, the heart of man like soil. It'll produce anything you plant in it. And he said, the sower soweth the word. Then in another place he said, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked and takes away that which was sown in his heart. The key phrase there is understandeth not. If you don't understand it, somebody will talk you out of it. It doesn't necessarily mean to be the devil. It could be some well-meaning church member that doesn't understand it. But if you get that word in your heart and you understand it and you know why you're confessing the word, it'll change your life.
1: That's right. Well, there's so much in Proverbs about the power of your words and having what you say. Proverbs thirteen two says, A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. You can actually lose your life by the words that you say. It says, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. So what you say can help make your life better or worse. You may say, well, I don't believe that I am healed. I don't believe that I am successful. I don't believe things are going to be better. If you can't believe it, you don't have the faith, then just shut up.
0: Mm (laughs) Confess the Word. If
1: you can't believe anything at this point, just don't say anything. Just zip it until you do say enough of the Word of God. Make confession of God's Word till it gets in your heart, and then you can believe it.
0: That's right. man said to me one time, he said, I'm just dying to go to Israel. I said, if I was you, I wouldn't go. <laughs> He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. And the way he's speaking, uh, I didn't even want him to go over there because he's already prophesied death. You can tap the tree of life or you can tap the tree of death. Proverbs tell us, death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. So if you want to keep your life, you better get your mouth lined up with the word of God. And we're out of time and we want to make an offer this week that I believe will be a blessing to you.
1: Well, this is one of my favorite series. It's called Words, Faith, and Things. And it's two CDs for $12 plus $4 shipping and handling. And you can call our toll-free number at 1-877-396-9400 or go to www.charlescaps.com. And these two CDs are some excellent teaching, talking about how your words can affect the things in your life to either bring what you need or to change any circumstance?
0: Words, faith, and things. God's Word produces the faith for the things that God has already given you. See, I'm not talking about trying to get something God doesn't want you to have. God's Word produces the faith for the things that He's already given us belong to you. But you have to make a demand on it by faith. Faith demands what belongs to us based on the authority of the Word. You're only limited to what you can believe based on the authority of the Word of God. So take the Word of God, confess the Word until faith comes. Then after faith is abundantly in the heart, you speak words with authority that absolutely will change circumstances and situation. But the first stages of it is causing faith to come and renewing your mind. It'll be a blessing to you. i tell you what, I've enjoyed this and we got to go until tomorrow. This Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one 396 9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by
1: Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.